Act two, scene three two of Faust, part two, by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, translated by Bayard Taylor. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act two, scene three, two, Peneus surrounded with nymphs and tributary streams stir yourselves ye whispering rushes rustle slender willow bushes sister reeds breathe softer crisper trembling poplar branches whisper to the interrupted dream fearful premonitions wake me secret shudders thrill and shake me in my rippling sleeping stream Faust advancing to the river. Here, behind the vines that dangle, o'er the thicket's bowery tangle, if I heard aright, were noises similar to human voices. Babbling seemed the wave to patter, and the breeze in sport to chatter. Nymphs to Faust. For thee were it better to lie here reviving, in coolness thy body, body outwearied with striving. The rest that eludes thee to taste and be free will rustle and murmur and whisper to thee. I am awake. Let them delay me, the incomparable forms, and sway me, as yonder to my sight confessed. How strangely am I moved, how nearly? Are they but dreams or memories merely? Already once was I so blessed, beneath the swaying bushes hiding, the full, fresh waves are softly gliding. They scarcely rustle on their path. A hundred founts from all sides hasten to fill a pure and sparkling basin. The hollowed level of a bath, the fair young limbs of woman trouble, the watery glass that makes them double and doubles thus their eyes delight in joyous bath each other aiding or boldly swimming shyly wading then cry and splash and foamy fight it were enough the picture viewing my healthy eyesight here renewing yet i desire the still unseen my gaze would pierce through yonder cover whose leafy wealth is folded over the vision of the stately queen strange across the crystal skimming from the coves the swans are swimming moving in majestic state floating calmly and united but how proud and self-delighted head and neck they lift elate one his feathers proudly pluming boldly on his grace presuming leads the others in the race with his whitest plumage showing wave-like on the wave he's throwing speeds he to the sacred place the others back and forth together swim on with the smoothly shining feather and soon in mimic battle met shall chase aside the maids affrighted till for their own protection slighted their bounden service they forget sisters bend and lay the ear on the turf beside the river sound of hoofs if right i hear swift approaching seems to shiver would I knew whose rapid flight brings a message to the night. As I think, the earth is ringing from a charger hither springing. See there, see there, a fortune comes most fair. Shall I attain its blessing, 
Oh, marvel past expressing! A rider trots towards us free. Spirit and strength in him I see, upon a snow-white steed careering. I know him now. I hail with awe the famous son of Philyra. Halt! Chiron, halt! I have something for thy hearing. What then? What is it? Thy course! Delay! I rest not. Take me with thee then, I pray. Mount, and I thus can ask at leisure whither thy way. Thou standest on the shore. I'll bear thee through the flood with pleasure. Faust mounting. Whither thou wilt, I thank thee evermore, the mighty man, the pedagogue, whose place and fame it was to teach a hero race, the splendid circle of the Argonauts, and all whose deeds make quick the poet's thoughts. We will not further speak of these. As mentor, even Pallas is not venerated. And, after all, they manage as they please, as if they'd not been educated. The leech who knoweth flower and fruit whose law can sound the deepest root who heals the sick and soothes the wounded place him here in mind and body i embrace when heroes near me felt the smart my helpful knowledge failed them seldom but at the last i left mine art to priest and simple gathering bedlam thy speech the true great man betrays who cannot hear a word of praise his modesty would fain confound us to think his equals still were round us thou seemest skilled to feign such matter people and prince alike to flatter but surely thou wilt grant me that thou the greatest of thy time didst see upon their paths of proud achievement trod and lived thy days a serious demigod among those grand heroic forms of old whom didst thou for the best and worthiest hold of those beneath the argonaut's bright banner each worthy was in his particular manner and by the virtue of his strength selective sufficed therein where others were defective castor and pollux were as victors hailed where beauty and the grace of youth prevailed decision the swift deed for others aid gave the fair crown before the boreads laid reflective prudent strong in counsel wise so jason ruled delight of women's eyes then orpheus gentle silent brooding lowering but when he struck the lyre all overpowering sharp-sighted licinius who by day and dark through shoreward breakers steered the sacred bark danger is best endured where men are brothers when one achieves then praise him all the others but hercules thy speech is wronging Ah, me! Awaken not my longing. I had not seen, in fields Elysian, how Phoebus, Ares, Hermes shine. But there arose before my vision a form that all men called divine, a king by birth, as ne'er another, a youth magnificent to view, though subject to his elder brother, and to the loveliest women, too. No second such has Gia granted, nor he be led to heaven again. For him the songs are vainly chanted, the marble hewn for him in vain. Though ever to his form addicted, his grace the sculptors could not wreck, the fairest man hast thou depicted. Now of the fairest woman, speak. 
What? Little worth is woman's beauty? So often image dumb we see. I only praise in loving duty A being bright and full of glee, For beauty in herself delighteth, And irresistibly she smiteth When sweetly she with grace uniteth, Like Helena when I bore her. Her didst thou bear? This back she pressed. Was I not wild enough before? And now such seat, oh, to make me blessed. Just so she grasped me by the hair, as thou dost. Oh, I scarcely dare to trust my senses. Tell me more. She is my only aspiration. Whence didst thou bear her? To what shore? Not difficult is the relation. Twas then, when came the Dioscuri bold, To free their sister from the robber's hold. But these, accustomed not to be subdued, Regained their courage, and in rage pursued. The swamps below Elysius did impede The brothers and the sisters' flying speed. The brothers waited, splashing through the reed. I swam, and then off she sprang, And pressing me on the wet mane, Caressing me, she thanked with sweetly wise and conscious tongue. How charming was she, dear to age, so young. But seven years old. Philologists, I see, even as they cheat themselves, have cheated thee. Tis curious with your mythologic dame. The poet takes her when he needs her name. She grows not old, stays ever young and warm, and of the most enticing form. Seduced in youth, in age, enamoring still. Enough, no time can bind the poet's will. Then let no bonds of time be thrown around her, even as on Pharaoh's isle Achilles found her, beyond the bounds of time. What blessing rare, in spite of fate, such love to win and wear. And shall not I, by mightiest desire, unto my life that sole fair form acquire, that shape eternal, peer of gods above tender as grand sublime as sweet with love thou saw'st her once to-day i saw her beam the dream of beauty beautiful as dream my soul my being now is bound and chained i cannot live unless she be attained thou stranger feel'st as man such ecstasy among us spirits mad thou seem'st to be Yet, as it haps, thy fortune now is omened, For every year, though only for a moment, It is my wont to call on Manto's dwelling. She, Escapelius' child, Whose prayers are swelling unto her father, That his fame to brighten, The brains of doctors he at last enlighten, And them from rashly dealing death may frighten. I like her best of all, the guild of Sibyls, Helpful and kind, with no fantastic fribbles. She hath the art, if thou the time canst borrow, With roots of power to give thee healing thorough. But I will not be healed, I my aim is mighty, I will not be like others, meanly, flighty. The noble fountain's cure neglect thou not, But quick dismount, we've reached the spot. And whither, in this dreary night, Hast thou to land through pebbly rivers brought me now? Here Roman Greece in battle tried their powers. Here flows Peneus, there Olympus towers. The greatest realm that e'er was lost in sand. 
the monarch flies the conquering burghers stand look up and see in moonlight shining clear the memorable eternal temple near manto dreaming within from horse hoofs tremble the sacred steps of the temple the demigods draw near quite right open your eyes and see who's here manto awakening welcome thou dost not fail i see and still thy temple stands for thee and speedest thou still unremitting and thou in peaceful calm art sitting while i rejoice in restless heels i wait and time around me wheels and he the vortex of this night hath whirled him hither to thy sight helen with mad distracted senses helen he'd win by all pretences and knows not how or where the task commences but he deserves the esculapian cure to whom the impossible slew i love chiron is already far away rush on advance there's joy for thee this dark way leads thee to persephone under olympus hollow foot secret she waits prohibited salute i smuggled orpheus into her of old use thy chance better on be bold they descend end of act two scene three two